Danny J. And I'm Jill Coleman. Welcome to the Best Life Podcast. Here, we talk about everything from success, money, relationships, and entrepreneurship to productivity, honest communication, positive psychology, and how to cultivate an abundance mindset. Make money, travel the world, deepen your relationships, live full out. This is the best life. up y'all welcome to another episode of the best life podcast and i'm your host jill coleman and today i am doing a solo episode so danny is down in costa rica and we decided to do a solo episode each and i want to share with you guys something today on how to feel in your power now we did an episode gosh it must have been years ago where we talked about all of these sort of quote unquote mindset mantras and one of them is like be in your power step into your power right and I think we kind of all get what that means. We all kind of know what that means. But just in case, I do want to sort of um, define it for us. Being in your power is feeling, right? It's feeling it's feeling empowered, but it's also feeling aligned. It's feeling like what I'm doing is a good thing for myself. What I'm doing is affirming the person who I am or the person I want to become. I'm operating in a way that feels all in alignment with my values. I'm showing up in a way that I like. It doesn't feel icky. Like to feel in your power almost feels the opposite of feeling icky. We are we all know what that icky feeling is like, oh, it's like I'm doing something I'm not like really proud of, or I'm, I'm like embarrassed, or I kind of feel like I'm cringe, right? Versus I'm showing up fully as who I am. And to show up in your power can feel very vulnerable because it is showcasing all of you, your authentic self and putting that on display for others. And it doesn't necessarily have to be on social media or something. Of course, I play in the social media space as an online business owner. So we're going to use a couple of examples of that today. But really showing up in your power is, I know that I'm doing something good for me. I know that I am uh, perpetuating my own purpose, my meaning, and I feel aligned in who I am and I feel aligned in my actions. Now, I don't know that we always feel in our power all the time. But the goal is to feel in our power more often than not. And and to know that you sort of have to check in with how things feel. How do you feel moving through the world? And sometimes there's just going to be moments where you just feel out of your power and you either feel icky, you feel helpless, you feel discouraged, you feel frustrated, you feel like nothing's working, you feel stuck, you feel overwhelmed. We've all felt those things and feeling in your power is kind of the opposite of that. Now, Feeling, being in your power, feeling in your power can be manifested. And today I want to give you guys nine ways to feel even more in your power if you are feeling out of your power. When I feel out of my power, I feel like nothing I do matters. I probably feel a little depressed. I feel helpless. I feel almost listless. I kind of feel like, what's the point? Uh, and I feel my power. I feel like, holy shit, like I'm, I'm doing shit. I'm showing up fully. I'm making stuff. I'm doing things. I'm moving towards my power. I'm, I'm moving towards my meaning in life. I'm moving with purpose. I feel like I'm going somewhere, right? Versus not feeling my power. I feel like I'm not going anywhere. And so nine ways that if you're feeling in a funk and you're feeling like, ah, I just feel helpless. I feel like, oh, I just like need control of the situation. Again, maybe you just feel out of control or maybe you feel like you don't have a locus of control. Doing these things will help you get back with that sense of um, 
sovereignty, right? Get that back, that sense of sovereignty. So number one is enforce a boundary. Oftentimes we don't enforce a boundary because we either don't know what the boundary should be, or we feel scared to set the boundary or uphold the boundary. And so boundaries can be really hard to implement, but whether it's initiating that honest conversation that's like eating at you, simply saying no to something that you really don't want to do, or leaving someone as simple as leaving someone on red, there's power in taking control of your own life and boundaries can be a great way to start doing that because you know um, it's like you have more control when you set a boundary and that's really the, the key here and the magic here because you do have more control in your life and you just have to take that power back and that takes courage so whenever you set a boundary with someone you're basically saying this is okay and then this is not okay. And that's really all it is. And so many of us are just scared to have that conversation because we're like, what if they hate us? I'd say if you are setting a boundary and you're clearly communicating that boundary and enforcing that boundary and that person in your life cannot understand that and can't see that from your perspective, then I would say they're not a friend anyway. They're not someone who really respects you anyway. If someone tells me that they're my friend, then I expect that they will always want me to do what I need to do for me and vice versa. If I say I'm someone's friend, I want them to do exactly what they need to do for them. And this this is all relationships, romantic included. And while I may not like it, in fact, I might even feel disappointed by it. Like, ah, I was getting something, right? They always have that, there's that saying that, the only people who are upset by you setting a boundary are the ones who are benefiting from you having no boundaries. And so we all know that, but chances are there may or may not be a conversation that you just know in the back of your head, like you've been avoiding. And you're like, ah, this person, if you're feeling dread, you're feeling resentment, you're feeling uh, taken advantage of, you're taken for granted, then you need to have a boundary conversation because energetically you are leaking, my friend. Number two is share your truth with a loved one. So I am not a fan of perfectionism, and I feel like there's a lot of us, I'm definitely a recovering perfectionist, and I know Danny is as well, but the opposite of perfectionism is vulnerability. If you think about it from this perspective, perfectionists sort of sit back behind this sort of wall of armor, this wall of inaction, because they don't trust that their real authentic selves are good enough. If I try something, in fact, a hallmark of a perfectionist is that they don't try new things because they're so scared of messing up. And the strongest people that I know aren't afraid to admit their faults. They're not afraid of failing. They're not afraid of uh, falling on their face and showing their vulnerabilities. So being open about the things that you're not great at or that you are struggling with and showing those things to the people closest to you is honest and it is intimate, and it deepens the relationship. And the cool thing is, is that when you do that, and you see a friend or a family member or a loved one hold it down for you, like when you share your truth with them, and they hold it down for you, that just that deepens the connection so much. But it's scary, because it takes some vulnerability on your behalf. And you know, one of the things that I always, Danny and I always talk about is it takes a lot of vulnerability to share your truth with someone to say like, Hey, this is the truth for me. It's how I'm feeling. Or this is, this is what I'm insecure about. Or this is what I'm not sure about. Here's what I'm uncertain about. Here's what makes me uncomfortable, whatever that is. If you don't give the people in your life an opportunity to hold it down for you, you're fucking selfish. I'm going to say that again. If you don't share those things because you don't trust the people in your life are able to sh- to hold it down for you, you're being selfish. Give them that opportunity. Now, 
if they can't hold it down, then that tells us everything we need to know about that person, right? Maybe they just, maybe we don't go to them for that thing, right? They, there's not like equipped to be that person for you. That's fine. They can, we can put them somewhere else in your life, right? You have other people do uh, provide other things in your life. This maybe is not that person, but the coolest thing is when you do see that person step up and hold it down and create a safe space for you and show empathy. You're like, okay, now we're going. And I talk about this all the time. Danny, I talk about this too. My, the people close to my life, I've all had uncomfortable conversations with and not confronting conversation, not like I'm right. And like, it's not like a, it's not a you know confrontation, but I've had hard conversations with all of my closest friends and family members. And that's why they're my closest friends and family members, <laughs> because we've had those tough conversations. And it's not me being the boss and being the one who's right. It's not a, an argument. It's like, hey, here's how I'm seeing things. Like, I'm seeing things this way. I'm not seeing it that way. Or here's a, let's agree to disagree. Whatever it is, there's understanding there. There's understanding, there's empathy, there's connection, there's compassion. And that's what deepens the relationship. And that's what puts you back in your power. Number three is roll one deep. So rolling one deep just means, in other words, do something solo, right? One person. Go take yourself out to dinner, go for a long walk, go for a hike, take your day or two alone at Airbnb, go on vacation or travel alone, buy yourself some fucking flowers, whatever you need to do. There's really nothing more powerful than watching yourself be good alone. Navigate something alone with no one to count on by yourself. Show yourself, create a show of evidence that you got this, that you've got this shit, that you can handle this. And this was something, especially for me going through, like right when I separated from my husband, you know, he said to me at one point, you know, you just can't be alone. And I was like, what? I was so upset, right? I was like, so upset. Like, what do you mean I can't be alone? Meanwhile, I had never been, I hadn't been single since I was 18. So come to find out he was right. I did not know how to be alone. Not because I didn't like my company or I was trying to hide from something, but like I just was like, oh, like you guys come in. Like it just always felt better and safer for me to have a friend or a family member or my partner there. And when we when we separated, besides moving out to California and living alone and not knowing it out, out here, you know, I went to a couple days up in the mountains of North Carolina by myself and I stayed at a hotel and I took myself out to dinner. Then I went to Italy for two weeks by myself. Then I went to Australia for a month by myself. And like, I didn't know anybody at these places. And I met people and I immersed myself in the culture. And by the time I was going to leave Australia, <laughs> I could have stayed. I like had a group of friends. I had a gym community. I was like doing shit. I was going out with guys. Like, I mean, it was a great time. I could have stayed. Stayed. But you have to show yourself. And there's nothing compared to that level of um, self-trust and self-efficacy that you get from doing something by yourself. Number four is take one healthy action. So make one healthy choice. This is always something if you're feeling out of control, like you're like, oh, like I just feel so gross. Like I'll give you guys an example. If you, let's say you just go out and you have too many drinks and the next morning you feel like shit and you're like, all right, <laughs> I'm going to go work out. Get me back to baseline, right? It's like one thing that puts you back in your power. So maybe you hit the gym, you lift weights, maybe make a healthy eating choice, go for a walk to balance your hormones, eat some greens, sleep your ass off, whatever. When we take care of our physical bodies even with just one small choice, it really does reverberate into our mental and emotional fitness. And so I don't know about you, but like literally when I sleep like eight to nine hours a night, I feel like I can take on the world. So, so much of this is just putting yourself back in your power by making a healthy choice and doing something good for yourself. Number five, 
create something and publish it. So I would say that the hardest part of creating is not actually creating, it's sharing your creation with the world. If you think about that, someone who's an artist or someone who's a writer, you know, anyone can sit and like write something or create some art at their house. That's like low stakes. The hardest thing is showing the world what that is. So do you journal? Awesome, right? I'm sure it's cathartic, but what about taking things one step further and challenging yourself to show the world your creation? So maybe you're writing, post something that you're an expert in on social media, give a tool or a tip, write a blog. You could use something like medium.com, which is I've blogged on there as well. If you don't have one, you can start writing your book, right? Announce on social media even that you're taking new clients and that you are open for the sale, nothing feels simultaneously terrifying and empowering like putting yourself on the hook publicly. And so if you're thinking about how can I feel my power, there's something so exhilarating about being like, this is my stuff, right? Here's my thing. And I always have this feeling every time I do a workshop or a webinar, I get people on this call and I teach for like 45 minutes, an hour, and then I, and there's questions and people are interested and we're getting feedback. I always get off these webinars and I'm like, I'm on this high. I'm like, I can't believe I just did that, right? Like not so much now, but especially early days, you know, maybe it's the first time you've ever gotten, you've done an Instagram live or maybe the first time you showed your face on Instagram stories, you get this hit, like I'm doing the thing. Again, every time you take that small, scary step, you're showing yourself, you're literally creating a show of evidence that you can do more, that you can trust yourself more, that you can do other hard things. And there's something so empowering about that. You know, when I did take that trip to Italy for two weeks by myself, going back to the last one, um, I remember I got back to the States and I was, I just flown in from Rome and I was at JFK and I called my dad and I'm like, Hey, I'm back stateside. And I just said, I was so terrified and scared and exhilarated for two weeks. And I literally feel like I could take on the world right now. (laughs) Like that's how I felt after that two weeks. So it's something that when you see yourself do something hard, something scary, put it out for other people to consume or to critique it's like, that's the thing that starts being like, wow, maybe I could do more stuff. This is why getting in great shape, but then getting up on stage, like for me getting up on stage, I'm sure for Danny too, it was so exhilarating because it was like, not only do do I do this hard work, but then I like showcased it to like people. And like, there was an opportunity there to be embarrassed or there's an opportunity to fail. And that's where feeling in your power really comes in is not only doing the thing and creating the thing, but then putting it out there for consumption. Number six, invest money. Now, this is a hard one because sometimes we're like, well, I don't have any money to invest. I get this massive feeling of empowerment every time I invest in my business. I remember the first time I actually put money into my SEP IRA, I felt like a fucking boss. I was like, I'm, I'm adulting. This is amazing. Like I'm taking care of shit, I'm taking care of myself. Same exact thing if you invest in a coaching program, a mentorship, a mastermind, something like that, you know that you're doing something good for yourself. Shit, every time I invest more money into my email, you know, autoresponder, because I don't know if you guys know, but the way that like if you have like something where you send out mass emails, like an email newsletter or something like that, as you get more email subscribers, your how much you pay the company goes up and up. And so every time I like get to that next tier where I'm paying, like I think I pay close to $900 a month now. Every time I get to the next tier, I feel proud. Yeah, is it more money coming out of my account? Yeah, but I feel proud because I'm like, wow, we're really growing. We're growing the audience. We're growing the email subscribers. We're growing these launches. 
So remember, there's power in actually putting dollars into something to show yourself that you are investing in you, not just your business, not just making more money, but you're literally investing in your future. There's something so empowering about that. It doesn't have to be thousands of dollars. It doesn't even have to be hundreds of dollars, but just seeing yourself invest in something like even a book or a course or a live event really does put you in your power. You can see yourself moving forward. Number seven, adopt a personal development practice. Now you guys are here listening to this podcast, so I'm going to assume that you are personal development oriented already, so I don't really need to beat this one too much, but something as simple as obviously listening to this podcast, reading some pages of a personal development book, signing up for a session with a therapist, or just even shit, even doing something like ayahuasca or something like anything where you have a personal development practice where you are investigating or introspecting on yourself, on why you do what you do. When you start becoming more self-aware, you start to really feel into who you are and what you want more readily. So if you have a self-awareness, you there's something so powerful about knowing yourself. And that's why I do think that people who know themselves are more confident. They're obviously more authentic because they have said, like, I've gotten right with myself. I know who I am. I've accepted it. I've gotten right with it. Now I have the freedom to be more confident because I'm not trying to hide anything. I'm not, there's no shame there. There's no fear of embarrassment. There's no guilt. There's no like feelings of like, I'm not good enough. Now I don't know that we completely get rid of the I'm not good enough stuff. I think as humans, that's just the human condition. But there's ways to notice patterns and there's power in noticing patterns to be like, wow, I had a hand in that thing. This is when you become someone who, I don't want to say blames yourself, but takes responsibility for yourself. And even if you go through something like Danny and I through infidelity or divorce or something like that, sometimes it can feel like life is being done to you, right? You lose a job, you lived a loved one, you, you know, your partner cheats on you you have these feelings of like, I didn't do anything to deserve this, right? And that's all valid and it's, and it's all true. But you can also look at the ways in which you've shown up. How are you, how on some level, now I'm not going to say you're manifesting something, like how on some level you're manifesting a bad outcome. I don't think it's that because I don't think you have to blame yourself, but what's your role in this thing? You know, even when I will never say that I was responsible for my partner cheating, but I did look at myself and I was like, were, were there signs that I wasn't aware of? Were there things happening that I was asleep to? You know, are there things that ways in which I was asleep at the wheel that I wasn't noticing something? I wasn't open to something. I wasn't open to a conversation. I shut something down. Again, I don't think it was as easy as like I did this and therefore my partner cheated, but there's a way to sort of look at these things and start identifying patterns in your life. If the same things start keep coming up in your life, the only common denominator is you. And so there's value. And then at looking at that and then examining that again, not to blame yourself or to make it mean that you're somehow bad or wrong, but to start noticing patterns and then disrupting those patterns if you want a different outcome. And so personal development, nothing changes without self-awareness, nothing changes without self-awareness. That's the very first piece of it. And lastly, number eight is learn, or number nine rather, is learn a new skill. Learning a new skill is so exhilarating and so scary. As you guys know, I learned uh, how to snowboard in my uh, late 30s. And it was something that was that I hated at first. In fact, I was like, oh, why am I doing this? This is the worst. I'm falling all the time. I'm embarrassing myself. I was with people who I was going snowboarding with people who were way better than me. No one, I was holding everyone up, or I'm so embarrassed. 
but I stuck with it and I stuck with it and I stuck with it. And I would even say like, I'm like pretty good at this point. I'm not like an advanced snowboarder, but I'm like pretty good. And when you learn a new skill and again, you see yourself build that self-efficacy, you're like, wow, I can't believe I did that. And so many people don't follow through on learning something new. So they don't get that, you know, pot of gold at the end of the rainbow because they give up too soon. So you could do things like take a class, you could take lessons to learn something new. You could say yes to an activity you'd normally turn down. Make yourself uncomfortable by not being good at something and then working to get better. When I learned how to snowboard, I fell on my ass so many times, but there is that part where you get back up and you try again. And that part is where the confidence and the self-trust really grows from. And that sense of empowerment emanates from, and that's where the power is. So learning a new skill at any age is like, wow, I mean, if it's just technology, you know, like seeing my parents, you know, whether they lean into technology or they don't lean into technology, there's something empowering about that. I understand this. I get this. I've seen myself do this. And so this last one is, you know, uh, I'm sorry, it's my second to last one. This is number eight is learning a new skill. And then lastly, I'll finish with this one. This is a juicy one, which is detach from how people see you. This is really empowering because I would say there's probably nothing more crippling than feeling like you have to constantly be someone else to be accepted. So obviously detaching from how people see you is easier said than done, but it really is one of the most powerful things that you can do for your personal growth. It's deciding whose opinion that you give a shit about and whose advice just is not relevant for you. And so there's no perfect formula here for like whose opinion matters or who doesn't, but worrying about how you're perceived forces you to be someone you're not, right? It forces you to compromise on your authentic way of being, to try it. It's honestly like, honestly, I feel like it's manipulation, to be honest. I feel like it's manipulating to other people to change who you are to make sure that they like you, right? And and all the while, they're actually not even liking you. They're liking the version of you that you feel like you have to put on. So it's actually just fake connection in general. So the key here is really practicing showing up as is and letting the chips fall. There's nothing more empowering because the cool thing about when you show up as you, and this, I hate the word authentic, but like in the authentic way, when you show up that way and people accept you in your life, whether it's, you know, people in your audience or your friends, family, whatever, your romantic partners, like you can trust that because you're not having to put on a different outfit, different face for this person. If you want people to love you for who you are, you have to show them who you are. And so many of us don't because it's scary. And I will just use the online business analogy, but when you show up exactly who you are, you are creating a line in the sand and not everyone's going to love it. But to me, that's the beauty of it. This system, it's this perfect filtering system. The people who aren't on board can just leave and that's great. And the people who stay, you know, your rider dies and that's amazing. And I noticed that the more authentic I've been in recent years on social media and with my you know email subscribers the better the clients are that show up. And I'm not saying they're like better in terms of that there's better people. I'm saying they're better for me because we're so similar, right? They already know what the vibe is. They know what the energy is. And believe me, there's been plenty of people who are just like, Jill, Jill ain't for me. And that is totally, totally fine. And that's the perfect filtering system. So there's really nothing more empowering than showing up exactly how you are and detaching from how that's received. And again, easier said than done, but it is a practice. And I think we can all get better at this one as well. So hopefully that was helpful for you guys. Wanted to share those nine ways to fill in your power today. And I really um, think, at least for me, these have made a huge 
uh, they've just made a huge impact on how I show up and how I, the sort of toggles that I use to be like, all right, Jill, like you're feeling a little helpless or you're feeling a little, you know, cause oftentimes we want to jump to action, right? If we're feeling out of our power, we're like, I'm going to jump to action. Sometimes the action is just too, it's too spontaneous. It's like actually not what you really want. Like we do this all the time in relationships. We're like, we don't like something that's happening. We're like, we're leaving, right? We just want to, because we want to do something when it might not be the right choice. So these are some other things that you can do when those moments where you do feel a little helpless or you do feel out of your powers, like how do I get back into my power? Like how can I, what can I do here? Even if I feel like I'm at the mercy of someone else. We talk about this a lot. We've had people, you know, write in and ask questions and say like, you know, uh, how do I know if I should stay with my partner or not, right? And sometimes we just want it, we want to know either way, but it's not the right time. Like one of the things Danny always says is like, you'll know when the right time is, you'll know when you know. And the, that is the answer. Sometimes the right answer isn't to break up right now or to move away or to like leave the job. Sometimes it's just like, I don't know yet what, maybe I'm just sitting in this place of uncertainty. How can I, despite the uncertainty and the discomfort that I feel, how can I feel in my power? What can I do? to feel like I have a sense of sovereignty and a sense of autonomy here, despite the fact that I'm in an uncomfortable situation in my life. So hopefully that helps you guys. Uh, definitely just appreciate your time, appreciate your attention, appreciate you guys being here. Would absolutely love if you guys could take a couple of minutes to write a very quick review. Uh, wherever you listen to podcasts, give us a five-star rating and then leave a couple of sentences about what you get from this podcast and what how useful it is um, for other people who might be looking for a personal development podcast. We would really appreciate it. It means so much to us and we hope you guys have a great rest of your week and we'll see you soon.